0: Hey folks, welcome to episode 102 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So we're back again for another week, and this week we're going to do our usual roundup of uh, security fixes for the week. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, some vulnerabilities in things like the kernel, um, Django. Uh, We've got some updates for Firefox and MySQL, actually plus a vulnerability in AppPort uh, to go over as well. And then we're going to have a bit of a discussion about uh, an actual vulnerability that we dodged a bullet on in Ubuntu, which was in uh, libgcrypt. But anyway, so let's just get into uh, the week in updates. Uh, So first up, we had an update for sudo or sudo. I talked about this one back in last week's episode, a high profile one uh, that could allow you as any user on the system where sudo was uh, installed uh, to leverage a, a buffer overflow in it to actually get root privileges. Uh, so we have published updates for that for the standard releases and uh, we've now published the updates for the extended security maintenance releases so that is uh, both 1204 and 1404 extended security maintenance yes that's right Uh, we are still doing the odd update for 1204 uh, precise extended security maintenance uh, now and well nine years on from the release of that release so if you are still using that uh, your sudo is now safer there as I said at the start, we also had some updates for the kernel. Uh, this rolled in a bunch of fixes depending on which release you were on. But uh, the most interesting bug here uh, was for uh, in the uh, SCSI subsystem. And so uh, this is another high priority one uh, that the kernel team worked on. Uh, they had to do um, some emergency respins uh, for this one. Essentially in the SCSI subsystem, uh, there was a particular um, operation you could perform, X copy, and you can do that uh, against the different uh, logical units there. Uh, and if uh, I wouldn't properly check the permissions uh, depending on which unit you were accessing. And so if you had access to one unit but not to another, you could then access the other one. Uh, and so you could, you know, access things that you shouldn't be allowed to. This is then a problem in particular if you're using iSCSI and doing this over the internet. Uh, so, a remote attacker could then you know, access things that they shouldn't be allowed to either. Uh, this also affected uh, the TCMU, uh, TCMU runner daemon uh, that runs in user space so that you can you know, do more advanced uh, SCSI type setups. And so, that was fixed as well uh, for the uh, 2004 long term support and 2010, the Groovy Gorilla releases. There was a live patch as well that went out. Uh, so if you are uh, using if you are using one of our long-term support releases with live patch enabled, you were protected against uh, that vulnerability as well without even having to reboot, which is a good one. So thanks for uh, the live patch team for getting that one out. We had updates as well for Ceph for the Ubuntu releases 2004 long-term support and 2010 Groovy Gorilla. Then we had an update for Xtreme for Ubuntu releases 18.04 long-term support and 20.04 long-term support. Uh, this is a Java library used to serialize objects to and from XML. And so if you've listened to this podcast for a while, uh, this is the kind of thing that we see usually um, kind of uh, you know, XML includes from other resources and that kind of thing, uh, that you know kind of vulnerabilities. But in this one, a couple of different uh, vulnerabilities where you could get possible uh, remote code execution and depending on how you manipulate the Input stream uh, to then be able to inject shell commands that would be executed, as well uh, you could possibly delete arbitrary files on the system again by modifying that input stream to uh, to extreme, and so depending on however that extreme process or the the process that was using extreme to do its work, uh, you know its rights so you might be able to delete you know in particular uh, files owned by root if you've got uh, you know some root daemon running there, so they were all fixed for extreme. Then we had an update for Django. Uh, the Python framework and a web framework Uh, this was for all of our releases going back to 14.04 extended security maintenance so in this case there was one CVE that was fixed and this was a possible directory traversal uh, through archives that contained either absolute paths or relative paths with dot components and so this is the kind of thing uh, that has been dubbed zip slip when it's zip files and that kind of thing for other things but um, essentially anything that's trying to you know, unpack an archive that could you know have paths off to it anywhere if it's not sanitizing those and it just goes and you know blindly say overwrites the destination file as a result you, know, you can delete arbitrary files or, or that kind of thing. Uh, and this the way this is used in Django is when you either start a project or start an app with it uh, via the template argument and so the kind of thing that um, if someone was distributing like a malicious template for a Django app and you then went and used that they could go and overwrite arbitrary files on your system so that one has been fixed which is good to see Then we then had an update for MySQL. Uh, This was 25 different CVEs that were addressed in this in the latest upstream releases. So this was uh, 8.0.23 for our uh, newer releases, 20.10 and 20.04 long-term support. And 5.7.33 back in 16.04 uh, and 18.04 long-term support releases of Ubuntu. want to. Uh, as I say, this covers 25 different CVEs. So the usual mix of things that get uh, fixed in MySQL updates. Plus note, uh, because this is uh, a version update, you know there could be other breaking changes as well uh, that Oracle have rolled into that. And then we had an update for Firefox so this is updating Firefox to the latest upstream release 85.0 in uh, the Ubuntu releases 16.04 long-term support, 18.04 long-term support, 20.04 long-term support and 2010 the groovy gorilla. Uh, so yeah 11 different CVEs were rolled into this again the usual kind of things that we see for web browsers there that were fixed. We had an update as well for QMU for 14.04 extended security maintenance. So actually, I talked about uh, a bunch of these vulnerabilities back in episode eighty-eight, where we uh, rolled out the update for our uh, long-term support releases, and now we've rolled it out for fourth and four extended security maintenance. So if you want to know more about that, go check out uh, that episode. Uh, Just a few more to go here. We've got an update for FastD. Uh, This is the uh, popular kind of low resource using um, VPN daemon for embedded systems. This had a single CVE that could be used to cause a denial of service against uh, FastDemon uh, with malicious network traffic. And we had an update for CA certificates. Uh, This is the... um, sort of system root store of trust that we distribute in Ubuntu, you know, all the trusted um, certificates that's uh, provided by the Mozilla Certificate Authority. So this updates that to uh, 2.46, the latest version. And finally, we had an update for AppPort. So three different vulnerabilities were fixed in this. Uh, app is the Ubuntu crash handler. Basically when a, um, any application crashes, app hooks into the kernel to find out what process it was. It then gets executed by the kernel. It then has to do various things like try to read, uh, you know, the information regarding the process and build up a crash uh, report that can then be sent to the Ubuntu developers. So then they can go and try and fix that, uh, that issue. Uh, app is run as root by the kernel and then it has to go and drop privileges. So so that it it doesn't inadvertently give, say, root code execution or something as a result. Uh, We've had a number of different vulnerabilities in the uh, past few years that have been discovered in the way that AppPort would uh, drop privileges or not properly. And unfortunately, this was another another one in the same vein. So uh, as I said, when AppPort does run, it then tries to read information about the process under various files in the PROC file system. Uh, it does this then to figure out say which user id you know the process is running as uh, and then it would go and drop privileges to run as that user to then go and you know find out other details about the process unfortunately uh, the attackers realized that if you could uh, manipulate certain files there uh, of the process so even things like the process name uh, AppPort would then go and get confused as it tried to figure out what the details of the process were it would then fail to properly drop privileges and then you could then get code execution as root so yeah not a great vulnerability um, but Uh, We worked with them. They reported these uh, via Launchpad to us. Uh, Mark Deloria and our team in particular uh, worked with them to resolve these. Uh, So I want to say thanks to Itay Greenheart for reporting these in the first place. And yeah, your app ports are now uh, a bit safer. And that is it for the week in security updates. So the other thing I wanted to talk about in this week's podcast episode was uh, an update that was announced recently for LibGCrypt libgcrypt is something that we ship in Ubuntu and normally these are the kind of things that we would actually push out updates for but by stroke of luck uh, this time uh, Ubuntu has been not affected by this because uh, this was found in the latest version of libgcrypt 1.9.0. Uh, Tavis Ormandy from Google Project Zero uh, discovered this one. He is a bit of a powerhouse of vulnerability finding and in particular in this case it was a heap buffer overflow uh, and part of libgcrypt and it would allow you to then overwrite this buffer on the heap that buffer was contained inside another structure that was followed by a function pointer. So uh, if you know anything about um, exploits uh, in this case you can overrun the bounds of that buffer you can then keep going past the end of that obviously and then overwrite the function pointer itself so you can then rewrite that to point somewhere else and in particular because you've overwritten this buffer with whatever you want you could put um, shellcode in there and you could point it back at that. So you could very easily get uh, remote code execution in this case if it's decrypting uh, your attacker controlled sent data. As I said, luckily Ubuntu has not been affected by this uh, because it's only in the latest version of libgcrypt 1.9.0 that was released uh, earlier in January this year. And even on uh, the current development release of Ubuntu uh, 2104, the Hirsute Hippo, we only have version 1.8.7. So, um, yeah, as I say, we are lucky not to be affected by this. Um, most of these vulnerabilities do affect, um, you know, or most of the vulnerabilities that get found nowadays affect not just the latest release of something, but older releases as well. But there, are, there still can be vulnerabilities, like this one is a good example of, of things that only affect the very latest version. And so I was thinking, it's a bit of an interesting thought experiment. If you are running the latest version of everything that you can, uh, you're obviously going to be including all the patches for vulnerabilities that have been found in the past. But you are now running uh, the latest greatest code that may have uh, unknown zero days in it uh, that could be being exploited. Uh, You've got to think then, though, there is perhaps only a small window there of time um, that that code has existed for, so less time for exploits to be developed and the like. Um, But, you know, you you now have code that, say, older releases never had in them that may have these zero days. Uh, If you think of the other case, though, where you're running older versions of software and you aren't patching them or you aren't updating them, then you're never getting fixes. And so you're obviously worse off. Uh, And makes me think really the best spot to be is uh, the way we do things in Ubuntu is where we choose a stable release of something. That means then you as the end user aren't constantly getting new version upgrades that you're having to rewrite your applications to deal with or changes in behavior or regressions and all that kind of thing. Uh, But we then patch um, vulnerabilities that are affected in that on top of it. So we don't do uh, usually feature upgrades in Ubuntu or you know introduce new features to the packages, but we do introduce patches for vulnerabilities. So I think uh, it's a good middle of the road and it just demonstrates again, I guess why the approach we take in Ubuntu uh, is a good, a good middle road for making sure that uh, people are as safe as they can be. All right, so that's it for this week's episode. Uh, as usual, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at security at uh, There is the Ubuntu hardened channel on the Freenode IRC network if you want to come in there and chat with us. We do also have a security section on discourse at if you're a part of the community there. And finally, if you're on Twitter, you can see us at Ubuntu underscore sec uh, to see all of our crazy tweets there. All right, uh, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening again for this week. It has been great doing this all again for you. I will be back again next week, but until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.